the difference between life and death, sometimes it's just as simple as knowing who's around you versus who's with you. Let's talk mate versus mission. Welcome to the lounge. Let's go. Hey, I, I need some this is a lounge. Culture and justice, you know you can trust that we holding it down. Well, you can bet we applying that pressure to come by the pound. Speaking the truth and the logic to do what makes us so profound. That's why we got the crown. Fit this is the lounge. Culture and justice, you know you can trust that we holding it down. Well, you can bet we applying that pressure to come by the pound. We living better no matter the weather, we sticking around. Come see what we found. Yeah, this is the lounge. VSOP for the record, no better. Yeah, this for the wealth. Both of the people are equals, no better. They speak for the culture, our needs, and our health. Conscious it reign with dignity, giving the keys to victory and being a man. Lift up the culture, protect it from leeches and vultures, and speak for who need in their hands. Cause this is the lounge. Welcome back to the lounge. I, of course, am your host, Captain of the Cool Kids, host of the Grown Man Logic podcast, Dewan J, and I hope. I hope that all is well. Are you enjoying this series so far? Many bars. Many bars were dropped by the great man Quentin Tarantino. And quite frankly, I learned a lot by researching, developing, learning about psychology and the way that the human brain works by bringing you this series. And tonight... Tonight we come to the conclusion, the conclusion of Kill Bill, bias, inadequacy, laziness, and lack of daisiness. We talked about Beatrix and killing generational curses. We talked about Oren Ishii and uh, dealing with trauma, channeling trauma in the right direction. We talked about Vernita Green and running from karma, outrunning karma. We talked about Bud last week and walking without a purpose. And tonight, tonight I want to discuss confusing mate and mission. Confusing mate and mission. But before we get started, where are my manners? Our drink of the evening. Our drink of the evening is a royal flush. brought to you in this beautiful 14.5 ounce highball glass available at shopgrownmanlogicpod.com shopgrownmanlogicpod.com and we're talking about confusing mate and mission and as exhibit A for this I'd like to call L Driver L Driver come to the front of the congregation um, because she is the biggest perpetrator of confusing mate and mission. And we have to be very careful because we've learned from the Bible that you enter people's lives for a season or people may enter your life for a season. You may encounter a job for a season. You may be in a living situation or a school situation or a any, any type of situation you can imagine. It Sometimes it's for a season. Sometimes it's for lifetimes and that's where the bonds and the lifelong friendships come from. 
but sometimes it's for a season. And we have to be very careful when we choose to get distracted or choose to allow ourselves to become distracted by what's supposed to be our mission. When we attach ourselves to things that are supposed to be a lesson for us or supposed to be a test for us or supposed to be an opportunity for us to level up and we choose to get stagnant because we allow ourselves to become distracted by the goal, by the allure, by the physique, by the money, by the lifestyle, by things that we think that we want that are actually no good for us. We choose to get distracted by these things. We choose to allow ourselves to be distracted by these things. And it all comes from a culmination of everything that I've talked about so far. Sometimes it's a generational curse. Sometimes we don't properly channel our trauma. Sometimes we try to outrun our karma. Sometimes we walk without a purpose. And all of these things leave us with no anchor, no moral compass or a badly calibrated moral compass. Nothing to anchor ourselves, but let's get to it. Let's talk about L Driver. Code name, California Mountain Snake. And upon her introduction, Tarantino started to drop the bars. When you sit and you think about it, the California Mountain Snake was the only non-poisonous snake inside of the Deadly Viper Assassin Squad. Why is that important? Why does it matter? Well, the California Mountain Snake is extremely resistant to the venom of all of the other snakes, yet it's the most non-poisonous. In other words, L Driver was given the most prominent position of the Deadly Viper Assassin Squad. She was the enforcer. She was the one who could take the venom of all of the other snakes and potentially knock one of those people off that went rogue. So in actuality, she was the right hand to the snake charmer. She was the wrangler, the enforcer, if you will. But she couldn't see it. She couldn't see it because she was blinded both literally and metaphorically. She was blinded by her love for Bill and some cooked up rivalry she had with the bride. We talked about this in Beatrice's episode, uh, volume one. If you have not uh, seen that, please go back and click the link to that video also available on this channel. But she, she went and was blinded by the allure of the snake charmer. She was there to do his bidding, yes. But how, how does one come to this point where we're under the influence so badly, so deep that we miss our own purpose, our own calling, and as a result, our own position? Let's talk about it. The California mountain snake, if need be, could eat other serpents. So while L Driver looked at this as a slight, as a diss, Bill was actually exalting her. And her mission, initially, 
she was sent or she was introduced to Bill through her job at Interpol. She was sent to apprehend him. She was sent to apprehend Bill and fell in love. And Bill was dating the bride at the time. And she fell in love and automatically she started to beef with Beatrix. And love and lust and envy and all of these negative and toxic traits infested her to the point that she did not see exactly what she was there to do. Had a high paying job at Interpol, sent to apprehend the snake charmer because uh, of illegal activities on his part. Ladies, you know what that's like, right? Falling for the bad boy. Your life is set up, it's golden. It's where it needs to be. Fellas, you know what that's like as well. You have a good woman at home that cooks, cleans, takes care of your children. But the Instagram thoughts keep calling. The Instagram uh, models, the 304s, keep calling. So it causes you to screw up a good thing. The perfect situation. The perfect job and situation to your skill level and to your tasking level. You throw it all away because of lust, because of greed, because of envy, because of ego. And so she, she gets involved and she goes to uh, the same school of instruction as all of the other students or all of the other uh, assassins assigned to the Deadly Viper Assassin Squad. She went to Paime and she was arrogant. She was ego-driven. She thought that the teaching was beneath her. She wanted to be as good as somebody else. You guys can stop me when this sounds familiar. That's no different than the person today. The common person today, we feel like that anybody trying to offer us constructive criticism is hating. Anybody attempting to disagree for the purposes of growth is corny or hating or aggravating, so we block them. We're not receptive to the message because we don't like the delivery or we don't like the messenger. This was Elle's problem. She called the sensei, the, the man who's trained some of the most deadly people in the world an old fool, a has-been. And as punishment, he snatched her eye out. Now, that was another metaphor dropped by the great man Tarantino when her eye was snatched. You only, you're only seeing half of this. How many people do you know in your lifetime or come across in your lifetime that see half the truth? or only take half the truth or only tell half the truth because that's what's in their benefit. There was a lesson being taught there, but instead of taking the lesson, instead of passing the test, instead of uh, letting that humble her to the level that she needed to be humbled, she took it as an insult and she poisoned Pai Mei. Now, it's ironic 
because as the code name, having a code name of the only non-poisonous snake, she's the only one who used poison. We find her wanting to use poison again when she's going to kill the bride in her coma-induced state, when she sneaks into the hospital right before she's intercepted by Bill. Now, it's weird when you think about this because this whole thing had been, could have been stopped. This whole thing could have been stopped. It could have been uh, a non-story whatsoever had she just completed her mission. We talked about Bud. We talked about how he walked without a purpose and how he was lost. But Elle was different. Elle knew her purpose. She chose to ignore it. She chose to ignore it for Balenciaga. She chose to ignore it for being flown out. She chose to ignore it for the bad boy, the allure, the reputation, all ego-serving things. Started this entire bloody chain of events. Had she just apprehended Bill, Vernita Green would still be alive. Bud would still be alive. Oran Ishii would still be alive. The 88, the crazy 88 Yakuza men would still be alive. Bill himself would still be alive. Incarcerated, but alive. The definition of meat. A fellow member or joint occupant of a specified thing. The definition of mission. An important assignment carried out for political, religious, or commercial purposes, typically involving travel. There are no intercepting words in between the two. So how then have we come to a point in society and in life where we have confused the two? We begin to attach. We begin to attach ourselves to things that don't necessarily intertwine. Now, I've spoken about it on the Grown Man Logic podcast. I've spoken about it on various other platforms, how our brain makes up patterns. Our brain fills in our blind spots, fills in spaces, because it needs to make sense of it all. And then I talked about last week how your brain doesn't need to make sense of things that are already clear. In other words, if you have a mission, if you have a purpose, that's what you need to be working toward. There are no blind spots. There are no spaces that need to fill. There are no blank spaces. Now, Elle, she couldn't stick to her mission because she hung on to her contacts way too long. She stayed attached way too long. After the massacre at the Pines, after she, well, she could have walked away then. Would she have been found? Uh, probably eventually. But here's the thing, the allure. The allure of the thing that was bad for her was too much for her to ignore. And as a result, she gets with Bill. She has her first eye snatched out. 
she has a fist fight with Beatrix and has her other eye snatched out. So even if she survives these encounters, she'll never be the same. She's forever impacted. She's forever affected. She's forever maimed and at a disadvantage in life because she stayed attached for too long. We have to know when it's time to walk away. We, we have to learn when it's time to stop punishing ourselves, when, we, when it's time to put ourselves in a better situation, in a better light. But we don't. We don't know. Maybe it's comfort that keeps us there. Maybe it's a sense of familiarity that keeps us there. Maybe it's ego and the fact that you can change your current situation or change the current person that you're with or change the current people that you're with. It's here that I must remind you that uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. That was insane. She fell in love with her mission and chose to make her mission a mate. The thing is, mating is for the purposes of creating something to last forever. In nature, it's children, offspring, something to continue the bloodline or generation. Um, in humans, it's marriage, which is intended to last forever and ultimately creating children to continue your bloodline and so on and so forth. Missions have a completion and an expiration date. That wasn't the intention for mates. They're supposed to last forever. And when you don't detach yourself, when it's time to, from the toxicity, you yourself become septic and you yourself become sick and poisonous and harmful to everything around you. Everything around you gets burnt to the ground. Somebody dies in every scene the L driver's in. It's crazy. You have to pay attention to what's going on around you, folks. But why? Why is it wrong? It's because choosing mate over mission or choosing to make mission mate only involves ego when the mission becomes too difficult or it's not something that you're supposed to attain. It triggers the reward, addictive and craving signals in the brain. It plays with self-esteem. So we ignore all of the red flags because we're in love with the thrill of the chase. How many times have we seen police officers caught in stings becoming a drug dealer because they, they want to be bad boys. Yeah, being a cop makes you a badass, but being the gangster makes you even more of a badass. Look at Officer Raphael Perez, which inspired Training Day, uh, training Denzel's character in Training Day, Alonzo. Look at the uh, 
the cops that were on the payroll in New Jack City. We, we see it all throughout Hollywood. Al Capone, all these guys. Cops on the payroll, cops on the take. We all, we see it. And also the dangerous thing about that is we assign our mission supernatural qualities. It's crazy because we, in Elle's case, her assign, she assigned Bill supernatural qualities. She thought that he was bigger than Interpol, better than Interpol, better option. She thought that that way of life was amazing. And it ultimately contributed to Bill's death. Because as Bill, if we look at Bill's death, it wasn't a gunshot that killed him. It wasn't, um, you know, an, an act of God that killed him. It wasn't, out of all of the bloodshed, it wasn't, his, his death was the least bloody. There wasn't like a sword, there wasn't a beheading, there wasn't a stabbing, there wasn't a gunshot, there wasn't anything. There was a fight, yeah. But he died in someone else's bare hands. It had nothing to do with the sword or nothing. What's the metaphor? What are we talking about? There's no need to assign superhuman qualities or characteristics to things that we're not supposed to have. That's our brain again, tricking us. And if you take one thing away from this series, don't confuse. Don't, do not confuse your mate and your mission. They're separate for a reason. But we fall in love with the breadcrumbing. We've seen Hansel and Gretel who followed the breadcrumbs to the witch's house and it ultimately leads to their death in the old fairy tale. Same is true when we attach ourselves to people who respond sporadically, who uh, might be busy, see if you can make it. They curb you. They're not reciprocating the amount of effort that you're putting out to them. Leave these people. Lock in on your purpose. Channel the trauma. Break the generational curse. And that's how it's done. Stop looking after the breadcrumbs. What do you think? Am I spot on? Did I miss something? Email us. Talk to gml at gmail.com. Talk to gml at gmail.com. Be sure to, be sure to follow us on Instagram and all social media platforms at Grown Man Logic Podcast, where we're live every Monday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Instagram. I'm going to leave it here. I'm going to leave it here. Um, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this series. I hope you had as much fun listening as I have bringing it to you. And next, fellas, we need to talk. 
Put the women and children to bed, fellas. We need to talk. Next week, we're going to begin how to command and not demand respect. But for now, this has been your episode of the VSOP Lounge. Cheers.